Podcast Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. But I went back to work, got up on Monday morning, and there it was. Glory hope. Uh, I usually start off with a screaming, who was that? Uh, <laughs> but I know exactly who that was. There's only one person that quote can uh, be attributed to. Uh, yeah, is that the new day? Is this glory hole Thursday? Is that what we're, we're starting here for football season or what? But I went back to work, got up on Monday morning, and there it was. Glory hole. Uh, it's the second time in like five years that he said that. Uh, he's also the same guy that said um, – I've been thinking about it a lot in the shower. I have been. I have been. When asked about Des Bryant, been thinking about it a lot in the shower. So just a senile old man, Jerry Jones. God. (sighs) You know, hey, I will agree with him. Some Some of the most analytical thinking, the deepest thoughts, do happen in the shower, but it's not something you say in a televised or recorded interview. Yeah, when asked about one of your wide receivers. I think I would agree with that as well. Yeah, thinking about it a lot in the shower. So weird. The best, the best thinking gets done in the shower or while you're mowing the I, lawn. And I'm glad Those that, are the two places. I'm glad that I'm really not, but Jerry is this uber-successful businessman, but... He's just one of those guys that says stuff like that, and he doesn't know that it's like, what are you doing? I, what, do you realize what you're saying and everyone's going to make fun of you? Ugh. It's my owner. Right, one more time. One I, don't more time. Know if, I don't know if it's a yeah, – But I went back to work, got up on Monday morning, and there it was. Glory hole. There it was. Glory hole. I don't know if it's a good thing that he so freely throws around glory hole, like if that means that – yeah, yeah. I, I just I don't know what to think about it. I'm not sure. I know he's but. an oil guy, text line, but still, it doesn't make it okay. Change the way that you talk about it, please. Makes the rest oh of us uncomfortable. Gosh. I absolutely love it. That is fantastic. Well, uh, we got high school football getting underway tonight. Is this? Is there no week zero in high school football, or is that what we're having tonight? What's going uh, no, on here? no. This week is is high school football. This week is week zero in high school football. The oh, ba- it is the Battle of the Burbs. Is that not the most Tulsa name ever for a rivalry game? The Battle of the Burbs. Right. Yeah, it is. I don't know if you saw it, but I text you whenever I heard you guys. Someone texted and asked why Tulsa area or the east side of the state is better than the west, and the only thing I could think of is. The better shopping in Tulsa. <laughs> it is true. Ever since Crossroads Mall has gone downhill on the south side mm-hmm. of OKC, the power has shifted to the east side in Tulsa. You're not well, wrong been, about that. We've been led to believe there's a direct correlation between football and how good the shopping is in the area. I so, Man, I, hey. I, I, I really didn't expect the text line to go the way that it did last hour, but it was every single listener we have in the 918 just trying to flex on the high school football on that side of the state. 23 out of 25. Been since 92. Wish the west side would step up at some point. Jeez. It is interesting, though. I don't have an answer. Like, I don't know what you said earlier with the the bigger, seems like the bigger school districts and those schools not, not splitting up is definitely a factor. But, geez, you should still 
once in, I don't know, five, eight years run into a, a, a really good group of kids all together at one school and be able to go out and compete for a state championship, you would think. They've came close. Uh, what, Jordan Evans, when he was at Norman North, they made it to the championship game. And yeah. then Drake Stoops and Charlie Kolar, I forget who else North had that year. They made it to the championship again four or five years later, but lost that game. Yeah, North North's come close on the west side. Uh, I think Mustang made it to the semis last year, but it's just it's just owned by the east side. And I don't know yeah. I, I don't know if they have that. I don't know if they do, but I, I definitely think at one point Jinx and Union had that. You play them, you see Jinx on the side of the helmet, you see the U on the side of Union's helmet, and it's almost worth like seven points before you kick the ball off. You know oh, yeah. what I mean. Oh, yeah. They roll into town. They've got the, the whole crew with them. Um, big atmosphere up there at their home home place. I guess, quite frankly, it just means more in the 918 <laughs> than it does in the 405, Don't get these right? people going today. Please it's don't. Like, well, if you think about it, the Tulsa area – 6A is – it's the SEC of Oklahoma. The west side is, don't I don't know, Pac-12, no, ACC. Wow, yeah. the Pac-12? Jeez. I didn't I, say hey, that. That was Teddy. Come after him, please. When's the last time there was a championship from the west side? Uh, 2004, just like USC. Yeah. No, no okay. it, was, it, was, it, was, it was longer than that, actually. All right. So maybe well, it's the Mountain West. I don't know. So what are we still feeling good about the uh, the big commit from the Vickers kid that's coming? I guess at halftime of his game. Yeah, uh, tomorrow is uh, Macari Vickers Day, which he'll be the number six or OU will be the number six overall in the team rankings. Which which I, I let off locked in today saying like that's impressive in itself that OU is probably going to end up with a top five class, but because that hadn't happened in a long time, right? But think of everything that's happened in this cycle. Number two overall player, five-star quarterback Malachi Nelson, decommitted. Five-star wide receiver Brandon Innes, decommitted. Makai Lemon, top 50 player, four-star, decommitted. DeAndre Moore, four-star, number 71 overall, decommitted. Trayon Webb, uh, you had Ashton Kozart. Like, decommits happen in the world of recruiting, but not like what OU had faced uh, at the beginning of the Brent Vittables era. Like, not only is it impressive to have a top five class, but they had to start basically from scratch. And what they've been right. able to do in the past eight months in, for 23 is, like, amazing. Amazing. Because the whole class completely cratered on them. Yeah, well, do you really count those guys as decommits? Like, I don't even know necessarily that this staff would have, like, those would have been guys that they would earmark that they want to recruit yeah, and I mean, that they it, want to go after. And to be fair, there was at least one and maybe even more to where they kind of gave off the vibe like, yeah, we're, we're good here. We're going to go in another direction. Now, the, the Ashton Cozart kid is – now, that's a, a legitimate decommit. Decommitted, and then he's committed to Oregon right now. Um, you know, so – who know, that's the only decommit Venables has had, right? Um, well, I mean, all those other guys. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of those guys decommitted before he took the job. So I guess right. so. But, you know, still, they ideally, you would start building your 23 class during the 2021 season last year. 
and yeah. they didn't get that luxury because right. all those guys it's were right. decommitted by the time they took over. So it's 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 been a run, man. It's been yeah, a run. There's no doubt. It's late, and who knows? There's a lot of time before signing day. Um, maybe even the Cozart kid doesn't go to Oregon. You why just do you never keep, know why how you everything's keep hinting gonna... at that? You keep that's the second what time you, you are hinting at something here. I didn't hint at any. I'm just saying, like you don't you don't know anything until the ink hits the paper. Hmm. You're the one that started this rumor. Okay. I got you. What rumor? The rumor that if they don't get Anthony Evans tomorrow, four-star wide receiver out of the state of Texas, looks like Georgia's going to get him, then they have to figure out other plans at wide receiver. They might circle back with other commits. Oh. oh. Right, so you, you think that they're going to circle back with Ashton Cozart? Is that what you're saying? Oh, I have no idea. I don't know because he decommitted. I don't even know if – if that's something that they would uh, that they would reapproach, I'm just saying you know he's a six three and a half two hundred pound wide receiver, high four star. Do you have some pretty good? Because uh, don't you feel like the class is maybe a little light at at what what you would typically call like skill guys or playmakers. Well, I mean, compared to what we're used to seeing, we're used to seeing yeah, like yeah, seven yeah, yeah, wide yeah. receivers in a class and two defensive guys. I, and I say it's light there, like, I know, but I don't mean to say it's light in a like that's not a negative thing. Right? Where we're at right now, I mean, the the position groups that they're recruiting and and recruiting really well at are the ones that you want. And um, and maybe that's not the case because the Pedway kid is really good, and then top fifty, you know, saying that right around a top yeah. fifty player nationally, he's he's really good. And then the uh, the Jacoby Johnson kid is supposed to be unbelievable too. Now he's listed as an athlete, but I guess consensus is is that he'll be on the defensive side, right? Yeah, they got Keon Brown as well from Tallahassee. He's a three star wide receiver, so. They've got a couple wide receivers committed. Would you want another high-level wide receiver in this class? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, they'll, Teddy, they'll get one. They'll get one, one way or the other. Probably not going to get a who, commit tomorrow, but they'll get one. Who, the 6'3 uh, the and a half Cozart kid out of uh, that's committed to Oregon? Mm, or it could be an Arkansas commit in the Tulsa area. Maybe Micah Tease. We threw that around yesterday. Huh. Huh, Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It's fascinating stuff, but I'm still, I'm still, like the Hicks thing, the Tessilia Kana thing. Like, there's a couple of big ones that are left out there. That if you're able to pull those off, man, you're talking about you're talking about something incredible. Best D line class in the 2023 class. That's what I think you're talking about. OU I, could have the best defensive line class. Well, as in terms far of ranking, as, in terms of where yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I was going to say, in, in terms of like, it's got to be one of their best ever, as far as rankings. Oh yeah. If they were to, if they were to hit all of these, all of these guys that they still have a pretty solid in on, it's a long ways away, and who knows what the timing's going to look like, and. Gosh, you, you know it's going to be hard to hard enough just to hang on to the guys that you have, uh, but yeah, man, it it could uh, it could end up getting really wild for them. Which is, and I'm telling you, there's something about momentum whenever it comes to recruiting. There's something about momentum whenever it's like when the levee breaks. Everyone, whenever you know, you got the quarterback in Arnold, 
and a couple other big name guys start committing, then there's there's not this there's not this this um, I don't know. It, it's harder to be the first guy than it is to be the second, third, or fourth. Whenever you're 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 doing something that's a little bit different from what everyone's done recently, and that's uh, the D line guys, the edge guys have been going to the SEC. Well, at that point, you don't just have the coaching staff recruiting you; you've got all the other commits recruiting you, which has actually yeah. happened um, in this class. You mentioned Tassili Okana, four star out of the state of Utah. I feel great about OU's chances to get this kid. Why? Well, they're going uh, head up against Texas, seemingly, or, or Texas is going to be big in his recruitment as well. He is heading to Austin for an official visit, and he'll be in Austin for that Texas-Alabama game. <laughs> I, I feel really good that he's going to walk away from Austin saying, uh, huh, yeah, well, you might be the better option here. Huh. Yeah, I think so, too. I, you know, and I don't know, I don't know anything really – about the kid, um, but I don't know. has he taken an official to OU yet? I uh, I don't think that he has. Let me check in on that though. I'll I'll check in on that. Four well, star I, six six four two twenty five. He's the number seventy three player nationally. Right, and uh, well, the thing is this. I I I think. Texas, what what Texas has to sell, I just you know I don't know how that's going to hit with with Akana. I think, and this is just me taking a wild stab. Right, the way Oklahoma is running their program right now, it it just naturally would suit him way better. We'll see how it all plays out, though. We'll see how it plays out. Cecilia Akana's official visit, by the way, will be on October 14th in Norman, which will be Texas. It'll be the uh, Kansas game. Oh, okay. That's a thriller. You got to come into town to see the Kansas game. Going to be wild. (laughs) Huh. He saw what great of a game it was last year, so he thought, why? It's true. You know? Heisman moment in that game. Yeah. You hate to miss that. Let's uh, well, that's let's roll through a few texts here before we hit a break. Peyton okay. says receivers seem like a dime a dozen, unless they're yeah. the cream of the crop. I think they can be replaceable by portal or a three-star receiver. Absolutely agree with that. And the point I always like to use, Teddy, is that this staff really had to scramble for the 2022 class. They got in late, and still, with all that being said. They were able to find a wide receiver like Jaden Gibson that late in the process, who uh, is going to ball out this year. Right. Yeah, it worked out really good. What He was a Florida commit, right? And then coach got fired there, um, had a connection with Levy. That worked out beautifully, and he's going to be an absolute stud. The interesting thing about wide receiver, though, is I feel like wide receiver – is the easiest position in all of college football to hit on a recruit, if that makes sense. Uh, there, there's, there seems to be less like projecting on how a wide receiver is going to transition to college football than like, offensive line. You're stepping into a different world, a different sport. Same thing with D-line. Really the same thing with any defensive position. Running back, it it is so much more difficult at running back at at this level than it is high school 
I mean, everything. But wide receiver seems to me like if you've got it, you've got the athleticism, you've got the knack for running the routes, and you've got hands, it's going to translate to the next level. Yeah, and I guess OU has a pretty good history of that. I think uh, Marquise Brown was maybe the last – was he the last scholarship player they took in his recruiting class? That one worked out pretty well. And Mark Clayton – really only got committed because the staff was going down to see one of his teammates in Arlington when he right. was in high school. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm probably missing what, a couple was, of others of those. Marquise Brown, he was a junior college guy, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was working at the theme park. <laughs> nice. Little Joe Dirt hanging out at the Yeah, he wasn't theme running park. the Tilt-A-Whirl, though, and uh, stroking his <laughs> belly button hair like Joe Dirt was. At least I hope not. Uh, good stuff. All right, let's hit an opening timeout. Keep hitting the text line, 651-3439. I'm at an awesome spot today. I'm out at the Winter Creek Golf and Social Club out here in Blanchard. This is a awesome course. I love this course. Played out here several times. Beautiful course. 18-hole championship golf course. It's open to the public. They've got a really nice practice facility. They've got the 19th-hole restaurant, which uh, also open to the public. Full-service bar and restaurant, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, uh, weekly lunch and dinner specials. Listen to this. Memberships starting as low as $100, which is incredible for the type of golf course you get out here they've got also home lots that are available beautiful community uh for more information 405-224-GOLF that's 405-224-4653 we'll be back make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network Mark Clayton days away until kickoff in Norman. It is the rush live on the ref. We're the home of Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. I'm telling you, man, uh, the 918 is on one today. Uh, You were just promoting the golf course you're at today, and this text says, I think we have better golf courses up here in Tulsa also. (laughs) Is that true? I don't know. It was funny. Regardless, I don't think so, but I did laugh. It may be. I don't know. It may be true. I know they definitely have some some great ones. I love the golf club of Oklahoma up there. Uh, never played Southern Hills, but obviously everyone knows how great that is. Everyone says the Patriots awesome. I imagine Fort Gibson having a, just a giant prairie somewhere, a municipal Pecan, well, prairie golf course. We used to have nine hole Pecan Valley. Pecan. You know, I told you the hole in one story, but I guess it's no longer there. Disappointing. Um, a lot of good memories there. It's like Riverbend Going in down Chickasha. in the middle of the night. 27-hole golf course where I showed up. It was a nice course. I grew up there. It's no more. Sad. Have you ever gone into a pond at a golf course looking for golf balls? Um, I mean, who, if you haven't, then... No, I mean, I mean like swimming. You've done you've done no, swimming I, in a pond. I, I used to be like every 10-year-old kid, just completely fascinated, and, and I'm sure they still exist. But remember the club that you would occasionally see that yeah. could reach into the pond and grab those golf balls? Never yeah. had one, always wanted one. was a dream of mine. So we would sneak down to Pecan Valley in the middle of the night. This is like 1, 2 in the morning. And get in all the ponds and pick up golf balls. And what, here's the key. Anyone that's done it knows. 
you take pantyhose <laughs> and you put the golf balls in pantyhose and it will stretch for like 20 feet behind you. You can fit like 400 golf balls in a pair of pantyhose. So you fill up the pantyhose, take the golf balls home, clean them up. Dumbest thing ever, but we used to do that. I, I guess the obvious uh, question here is uh, where did uh, where'd you get the pantyhose from? I don't know. You know, that's a detail of the story. I just can't quite remember. Miss mm-hmm. Lehman was trying to get ready the next morning and, uh, yeah, probably <laughs> gone. Hey, Teddy, used, did you take pantyhose. my pantyhose again? <laughs> Are you using my pantyhose again? Uh, a lot uh, of good memories out at Pecan Valley. Also had a friend, Paul Coltharp, drive a, a golf cart directly into a pond, sunk it, ruined it. Uh, that was hilarious. Jeez. Good times. Yeah. Guys, love the show. I'm here in Tulsa doing the Uber and Grubhub thing every day, and I stay locked in. From Steely and the guys to Parker, Tyler, and Teddy, best sports radio out there, Javante Barnes. It just said Javante Barnes. I guess they wanted to do it the nice. OPA voice. Um, is today the 21-year anniversary of your first start at OU? Because on August 25th, 2001, the defending national champion – and third-ranked Oklahoma Sooners played North Carolina in Norman. Did you start that day? Yeah, I, I guess that's right. That was, yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah. Man, that was brutal. And I'll tell you why. First game starting, I was also on kickoff, and we scored like five times in what felt like three minutes. I, I had the and stats. It, so it, 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 the first four minutes of the game, it was already 17 nothing OU. At the end of the yeah. first quarter, and North Carolina, like they were a pretty good team that year. I feel like they won seven, maybe eight games that year. It was 31-7. Yeah, who was that quarterback? Was it, was it Curry? It was, was Ronald Curry? Curry, who was like a really yeah. highly rated prospect coming out of that Hampton Beach area in high school. Right. Maybe he was a basketball player too, something yeah, like that. Yeah, he played. I think he. Uh, I think him and uh, Peppers played basketball, Jeez. didn't they? Thirty-one to seven at the end of the first quarter. You guys are just yeah. rolling. No, well, it was thirty-one-seven, but I'm telling you, man. And we, I think we kicked off to start the game. So yep, we seriously, we seriously kicked off like I don't know how many times that is in the first quarter. But let me tell you something, buddy. This guy was smoked. It's hard to cover like two kicks in a quarter, especially if you're starting on uh, offense or defense. It was brutal. That's the only thing I remember about that game, that and the Peppers interception. Uh, Frankie Baby uh, tried to cut him, just played right off of it, intercepted the, the tunnel screen. But vividly, all I remember is running down on kickoff over and over and over gassed um couple things actually a few things one that's all anyone ever remembers from that game even though OU won and dominated early is the Julius Peppers interception two um every time I hear Frank Romero I immediately think of a story that I heard from one of my friends being at practice back in the day in here in Mangino oh Captain Frank and then just (laughs) lay into him after that because he was voted a captain just call him Captain Frank and just tell him how bad he sucked and all that oh man oh it was so funny yeah that was um yeah any any accomplishment or anything that you did that was good all that was was a huge target for Mangino 
to take off of you and beat you with it. That's all it was. <laughs> no matter, oh, player of the week, huh? Oh, really? Yeah, and then he would just, like, go in on you. Verbal assault. I th- and it really usually had nothing to do with <laughs> what happened on the football field. It was all about your personality and how horrible it is that you're here. And the whole team would be so much better if you just left. Oh, my God. Oh. It's like a daily roast <laughs> session. So, I think that game, yeah, you guys kicked off. First play of the game, Tommy Harris just destroys someone in the backfield. Second play of the game, I think you guys recovered a fumble. Uh, then you kick a field goal. Then I think on the ensuing kickoff after that, Tim Duncan, of all people, like poked the ball loose or punched the ball loose. You guys recover, score quickly after. Um, and then you get uh, Rocky Kalmus has a scoop and score to make it 17 nothing. And then was it Antoine Savage had like a putt return or a, no, it was a kickoff return for a touchdown after that. Jeez. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's five. That's five. Uh, Five kickoff covers in the first quarter, mm. I believe. And the on-the-field uh, temperature was indeed 115 degrees that day for that August 25th you know, game. I don't remember. I don't remember much about the temperature. I feel like it was. It was a night game, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yep. And it was. Was it? It wasn't a Thursday night or anything. No, was it? It, it was a it was a Saturday game. It was just a okay. week. It was a week zero game. Is basically what it is. Nebraska also played that week, August twenty fifth. That was the year Nebraska had eight home games that season. No wonder wow. they were able to, you know, win the Big Twelve North and make it to the national championship game. They barely like had to leave Lincoln to play a game that season. Interesting. Interesting, fascinating stuff. Yeah, oh my gosh, that makes me feel old. 21 old, years old, ago old. today, you started your first game at OU. How about How that? How about that? Ah, so much um, fun. A few texts here. Is, Antoni- is Antonio Perkins the greatest returned man in OU history? Well, it's kind of hard to dispute it. The, uh, the statistics bear that out pretty unanimously, right? Now, you could maybe you could maybe look at it and say, well, there's other guys that it, 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 the comparison usually doesn't work just going across the board because, you know, Joe Washington was also a punt returner. So it's kind of hard to say that anyone ever is better than Joe Washington at anything, right? Yeah, so true. I don't know. It's like statistically, yes, and, you know, Antonio Perkins was special. Like the the flat out top speed that he had was incredible. He was really good initially at you know t- having patience, catching the ball, a uh, one or two steps to one side to help his guys set up their blocks, and then quickly make a move back to the other side and just go straight north and south and use that great speed against the the uh, the coverage unit. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to say definitively that anyone is the best at any position at Oklahoma whenever you're comparing across such a wide range of, of styles and years. I mean, the game has evolved, and the players have evolved with it, so hard to say. From the 405, I wore pantyhose during the super cold football games when I played. Very warm, pro tip. Which, that's basically just Under Armour. That's essentially what it was, warm pantyhose. Right. Someone probably just said, 
I'm doing this, but I refuse to be seen in it. I'm just going to give it a different color and call it Under Armour, something tough. Uh, 580, save that clip for further use. Teddy, did you take my pantyhose again? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's going to be a drop on the show from now on. Yeah, you got to be careful what you say on there. It will be used against you later on. Greg from Lawton, Teddy, did you wear the pantyhose on the course to conceal them? No, well, it was 2 in the morning, so... I, I just think we were in, like, swim trunks. Or maybe, I don't know. You probably I, wore I, def- them. I know I definitely didn't wear them, but it makes the story better. Yeah, we'll just say I wore them. <laughs> By the way, people are asking where this uh, Bigsby-Owasso game is tonight. That's at Chapman Stadium at TU. The Battle of the Burbs. And I have put the line out. The official line is uh, Bigsby minus 13 and a half. So, if you would like to is- place a bet, go ahead and text it. Is Avasso any good? Yeah, no, they're good. Bigsby's just like the best team in the state, and they have been for a few years now. And guess what, mm. Teddy? Guess what? Uh, Bigsby has this year. They got a. They got another. They got another one on the team. A couple of them already at Oklahoma State. You know who I'm talking about. They've got a brother that is already taller than the other two, which the other two are pretty short. But I think he's maybe playing on defense, playing linebacker. Another Presley is there. Oh wow, that's great. So is this like the new Lockett family coming through I, Tulsa? In the, in the uh, woods at Millwood. Yes, it's exactly what it's like. W- was, uh, was the Lockett family, were they Booker T? What yeah, I high think they were, was that? I think they were Booker T, yes. Yeah. Aaron, Kevin, know, and Tyler were, were all at Booker T, I think. It is. Talk about some return guys. Jeez. I don't know what the deal is, but. I mean, it's you can't argue with with the uh, the facts. The east side of the state is better at football somehow. Well, yeah, I, I mean, don't know. No one's going to argue that, especially at the at the big school level. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And even some west siders on the text line are agreeing that well, the east side pours more money into it. They use more resources. They take it more seriously. That's that's the tone that we're getting from a few. Which, judging by some of their facilities, that's hard to argue. Okay, well, if we're not taking football serious, what are we taking serious? Um, let's see. Women's soccer here. Norman North has <laughs> rolled off two out of the past three titles, maybe even more right. than that. Hoops? Basketball, yeah. I think tends to skew better on the west side than the east side does. Now, baseball, Owasso has been good for a long – they always felt like they oh, were the man. best team on the east side of the state. I don't know if that's still true or not, but – Owasso has been a legit baseball school for a while. Man. So they're just whipping us at, at baseball, football. I, you sound like you're not sure on basketball. No, Are we getting I, I, the business I'm, across the board? I'm pretty sure on basketball that basketball is better okay. on the west side of the state. Yeah, Even big school? Uh, yeah, it, well, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, 6A, 6A1. Yes. All right. All right. Well, I don't know. I think, frankly, it's embarrassing. If we're going to hang our hat on football here, hell, you got the University of Oklahoma right there in, in, your, in your back door. Shouldn't you be winning state championships? Uh, don't try and sell me like you actually care about the divide in the state. I know you more than anybody else. Does not care one bit on which side gets the better of the other. Come on. Well... Uh, I'm just saying right now, I will agree 
to coach one of the West Side big schools to a state championship if everyone will pull their resources together and pay me 750 k a year. Oh, that's and I it? I don't oh. want to teach a class. Hold, hold on. A couple of the Edmund schools are on the line if that's all you're asking for. <laughs> they, they got you, man. They're actually, they're competing with one another right now. Oh, that's good. All right, we're late for a timeout. we got to hit a break. Quick break. Keep hitting us on the text line, 651-3439. Hanging out at Winter Creek today. A beautiful 18-hole championship golf course right here in Blanchard. we got memberships starting as low as $100 a month, which is fantastic for the type of golf course you get here. they got the 19th hole, which is open to the public as well. Uh, Full-service bar and restaurant, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. they got home lots available. They just finished a really, really nice swimming pool, lounge area. Really, really cool stuff going on here at Winter Creek. Come and see us, 405-224-4653 for more information. Cavens Construction, bringing you hour number one of the rush, CavensConstruction.com for all of the services they provide. They offer... A lot of services. Provide a lot of services. CavensConstruction.com. Go check them out. I bet you can't tell me, because we're all excited about college football to return this weekend, right? Nebraska-Northwestern right. at 1130. I bet you can't tell me another Week Zero game outside of Nebraska-Northwestern. Yeah, we've talked about it pretty much nonstop with, uh, with North Texas. Yeah, who they play. Uh, North Texas is playing UTEP because we're going to we'll okay. get a free shot at looking at UTEP. And I feel like um, doesn't, doesn't Hawaii play? Hawaii, Hawaii plays a Power 5 school, an mm. SEC school. Oh, well, it can't be anyone good. It's got to be like Vanderbilt <laughs> or something. Hawaii and Vanderbilt play the late game on yeah. Saturday night. Florida State plays Duquesne. Uh, North Carolina plays Florida A and M, I believe. But that that I was talking the with Rattlers. Ste- I was talking with the Steely earlier today, and I said, you know, I I am so ready for Saturday to get here, and I'll wake up, and I won't be able to wait till eleven thirty, and it'll get here, and hopefully it's a good game. But as, as soon as that game's over, it's like, oh well. I mean, I'll watch some of these games, but I don't know how many, how entertaining some of these games are going to be. Illinois and Wyoming. Shaka Smart is taking his team down against Florida State. Uh, I thought he coaches at Marquette. Oh, I thought he was at Duquesne, which Uh, uh, I didn't even know they had a football team. I didn't either. And they're playing Florida State. And that one's not televised. And by not televised, I mean it's on the ACC network, (laughs) which nobody knows where that is. (laughs) Uh, uh, Nebraska's uniform, underrated, overrated, or just right? Now, are you ta- Are they wearing something special for now, this Week Zero game? Is that what you're talking Northwestern about? Northwestern has a pretty cool helmet. It's um, it's like their normal helmet, but in you know what their their in their logo looks like. Yeah, it's got like the it's got the Ireland like the the colors of the flag in the background. It's actually pretty cool. I think Nebraska is just wearing their standard uniforms. Okay, yeah, I didn't. I like. I like uh, Notre Dame's uniform. Notre Dame. I like Nebraska's uniform. Simple to the point. Here's what I love: when you turn the TV on, 
you don't have to look at the score. You don't have to look at anything. You know instantly that it's Nebraska that you're seeing on the on the television screen, right? Yep. That's what. That's whenever I think you've got a good uniform and you should never change it. Not even an alternate is what I say. And right. I think Nebraska has thrown out some black uniforms in the past, but if nothing else, I think that their helmet is more noticeable than their uniform. Like their their jersey in itself is pretty noticeable. It's pretty plain for the most part, but you can tell right. it's Nebraska because of their helmet. Like don't don't ever change your helmet. And I'm not a fan of white helmets, but I actually think Nebraska's are okay. Why you, so you what, what's your deal with white uh, white helmets? I just have never been a fan of of white helmets. Um, I just think they think I think they look very plain for the most part, and I don't know have a little bit more imagination than just throwing a logo on a white background like so many people do. Yeah, it can look it can look clean when done properly, but I like like Nebraska's uh, like the white helmet with the stripe down the middle. And the white jersey with the double stripes on the sleeve with the red pants looks pretty daggum good. Yeah, it does. Do, have, do they ever go white on white? Uh, they went white on red last year at OU. That's a good question. I don't know that. I, I, I'm sure that they have at some point. I think that their main oh, road yeah, uniform right is, is, white on, is white on red, I think, the red pants. I'm seeing, Here's a picture. I don't know when it's from, but this is a picture of them against – Stormtrooper. Uh, it looks like USC or maybe it's Iowa State, but they were they wore the white on white uh, with the no. This is this has the stripes on the pants and the stripes on the jersey. Like the stormtrooper thing was just all white with nothing, right? Yeah, which is really cool. Jim in Arlington says Tyler must love Penn State's helmet. No, no, I do I not do. love. I do not love it. It's just a plain white helmet with the blue stripe down the middle. Come on. Uh, they have a cool logo, the... too. They have a really cool logo, Penn State, I think. Oh, my gosh. I- I'm looking at black uniforms for Nebraska. Do not look good. I don't know if this is like a fan mock-up. And then I'm looking at... The Herbie the Husker all... overall overall jersey? Mm, I, no, it's just black. And then there's there's a... This is another picture, which I don't know if it's real or not. You never know these days. But they're wearing black helmets with the red in, and then red jersey, red pants with black stripes on them. Yeah. Come on, guys. Looks terrible. It does. It looks bad. (laughs) Penn State's uniform looks like eighth grade JV. OU white on white is clean and tight. Yeah, it's the best uniform in the game, if you ask me. (laughs) Penn State, you guys are crazy. Penn State uniform is it's beautiful for what they for what they are for them it's awesome Nevada, I don't know how anyone could not like that Nevada and New Mexico State will be lit <laughs> not really but it'll suffice uh, not excited for UTEP versus North Texas says Peyton mm. I don't know. You get to pre-scout UTEP. You just bet on it, guys. I, if you bet on anything, then you'll be in, in, interested in it. That's kind of my when, philosophy. I still believe the lock of the entire season is week zero, Nebraska over Iowa State. Nebraska over Iowa State? Well, that is a lot. I mean, gosh, Nebraska over Northwest. That's a lot. What's the spread in that game, by chance? Is Iowa State a favorite? Well, Iowa State's got to be a favorite. Oh, please. 
I well, you told me it was thirteen and a half. Nebraska minus thirteen and a half. Is that still what it is? Still what it is. And if they don't cover that, or if they lose outright, um, anyone want to guess what the open of the show on Monday at three o'clock is going to be? I bet you have a pretty good idea. Uh, please tell me it's Jim Mora. <laughs> it could be your take followed by Jim Mora. We sacked. Uh, okay. In the second half, we sacked. <laughs> uh, it's for, it's moved to 14. It's still the lock of the century. It may, this may be the easiest pick oh my gosh. in college football since the turn of the century. Fade it. Fade it in a hurry now. Oh, uh, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up our number one next. Remember, I'm hanging out Winter Creek Golf and Social Club out here in Blanchard. 18-hole championship golf course. They've got memberships starting as low as $100 a month. There's also some home lots available out here. Really, really cool community that they've got going on. 405-224-4653. Davis Construction bringing you this hour of The Rush, live on The Ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. I'll tell you something a lot of people are interested in on the Air Comfort Solutions text line the past couple of days. Justin yeah. Fuente being at practice. Would you like to explain to everyone what's going on there? What do you mean? What are people saying on the text line? Why is he at practice? What's going on? Is he going to be a part of the staff? Why would he be here? What's going on there? Why would he be around? He's hanging around. Whenever you say that, did you get one text message that said no, that? No, I have not. I got two text messages that said that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. what. I mean, that's – I have no idea. No clue. Maybe he was just in town. Maybe um, he was visiting family and wanted to stop by. Heck, I don't know. I guess, I mean, he probably – since he was coaching in the same conference as Venables, there probably some type of relationship there, um, you know, to some degree, I'm sure. And if he was in the area and, you know, knew, knew that he is the head coach at his alma mater, probably thought maybe it'd be cool to stop by. If you want to put your tinfoil hat on, maybe he's going to be the offensive coordinator Woo! next year if Levy takes a head job. I don't know. You heard it here I mean, first. Come on. We're not the home oh, Sooner please. fans for nothing. Breaking news. <laughs> People right, would freak out about out. that, by the way. That wouldn't go I over know. well. That's why I said it. Hour number two's next. Hanging out at Winter Creek Golf and Social Club, 405-224-4653.